0: Hey there! You are listening to Camp Stories, conversations about creative play. What it is, why it's an important form of self care, and how to nurture your creative energy in order to live a more joyful, playful life. I'm your host, Joanne Joe Girl Lozon, artist and creativity coach. Come cozy up by the campfire and let's begin. Well, it's just me today. I'm sitting alone in my studio with my cozy jammies on and I wanted to chat about something that we've been chatting quite a bit about in my course, Becoming Consciously Creative. One of the modules in that course is about observing and celebrating everyday moments and in fact, seeing which of those moments you can turn into daily rituals. So what do I mean by that? I used to make my morning coffee in one of those single-serve pod coffee makers. (laughs) And, you know, you put the coffee grounds in the reusable pod, you crank open the lid, you put the pod in, you push a button, walk away, do something else, come back, your coffee has magically appeared in the mug. And while that is very convenient and allows me to multitask what I was missing was the ceremony around making that morning coffee. Not every coffee needs to have a ceremony around it and not every task needs to have a ceremony around it. But making my morning coffee was something that I could simply turn into a daily ritual and a daily mindfulness practice. It's my belief that true mindfulness comes from observing with every sense that we have available to us. For most people, that means sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. We use our eyes, our noses, our ears, our hands, and our skin, and our mouths to taste. So I believe that ultimate mindfulness is a pausing in any given moment and observing that moment and that experience through all five senses. So in the case of making my morning coffee, instead of popping it into the single serve pod device, I decided to start implementing the pour over method, where I would boil the kettle. And while the kettle is boiling, I would Take out my single serve coffee cone filter. Choose my mug carefully because not every mug fits perfectly under the cone filter. And some of my mugs might be in the dishwasher. And some of my mugs might be in use by other members of the family or household. So making sure that my mug was just right. And I often also choose my mug based on my energy at any given moment. Like which mug do I actually feel like using today? So that became part of the ceremony, choosing the mug. And then I would measure out the grounds of the coffee carefully into the paper filter that sits in the single-serve cone. And once the kettle was boiled, and trust me, I am not a coffee aficionado, I don't pretend to be a barista by any means, but I discovered that this practice was good enough for my morning coffee. So I would measure out the coffee grounds and place them in the paper filter in the cone, and I would gently pour a little bit of the hot water into the grounds and then I would let it sit and then I would slowly continue to add more water around the circumference of the paper filter in the cone and watch as the water pours down the sides of the cone and causes a little bit of little bit of bubbling a little bit of movement in those coffee grounds and at the same time, the steam from the water and the oxygen that's in the grounds would come up and of course, give me an opportunity to smell the coffee as well. And coffee is just one of those things that's super pungent anyway. So the whole house tends to smell the coffee as it's being made, but being more intentional about smelling and observing the fragrance of the coffee as you're making it. I'm also listening in those moments, listening to the water as it hits the paper filter, listening to the the kind of little sizzle crackling as the bubbles pop in the coffee grounds, listening to the water trickle down through the cone into the mug, that first splash as it hits the bottom of the ceramic mug, and then the subsequent pitter-patters and, and trinkle sounds as the coffee fills up inside the mug. So, so far, we've got sight and sound and smell, and we're hearing it. And of course, we need to taste the coffee. And I really feel that my coffee tastes so much better when I practice this intentional, mindful ritual of making the coffee, of celebrating every moment, every step, and every nuance that's part of the creation of this cup of coffee. Now, if you're making 8 to 10 cups of coffee a day, it's probably not practical for you to celebrate every possible instance, but I only make one cup of coffee in the morning. And so it's just a nice opportunity for me to connect with that daily task and turn it into something a little bit more special. So another example of this might be choosing your outfit for the day, you know, rather than just walking into your closet and picking a couple of things that work well together. How can you be more intentional about choosing your outfit? What, of course, are you doing that day? What do you need to wear in terms of warmth and, you know, movability and comfort You know, you're going to choose a different outfit if you're going to a business meeting versus if you're going cross-country skiing on a very cold day. But in any instance, how can you be more mindful about choosing your day's outfit? So asking yourself, what color am I feeling drawn to today? What fabrics am I feeling drawn to today? What energy do I want to feel when I'm wearing these clothes today? And as you choose the clothes, take a moment to pause and look at the fabrics. Look up close. How are they woven? How are they dyed? Feel the fabrics. How does it feel? Not only in your dominant hand, but what happens if you change the hand and use your non dominant hand? Does it feel any different? What if you put the fabric to your cheek or even to your lips? Does the fabric have any particular smell? Is it fresh from the laundry? Was it hanging on the line? Did you forget to toss it in the laundry basket after you made Indian Madras curry last time you wore it? <laughs> what does the garment smell like? And is there any sound to this particular garment? Some things kind of have a shh sound as you put them on. Some things might just sound soft and cozy right? Like not much of a sound at all. I'm I'm wearing fingerless kind of soft mittens on my hands right now. And when I rub them together, it just sounds soft and cozy. I don't know any other way to explain it. I'm not sure if you can hear that. But if I was wearing, say, a windbreaker with a nylon shell, it would sound very different. If I was wearing denim jeans and kind of gave them a rustle, they would also sound very different. So just take the opportunity to tap into every one of your senses for some of these everyday activities. You'll notice I skipped over taste when it came to choosing your clothing. But when I explore this activity with my clients and my camp members and my course participants, I encourage them to use their imaginations to think about what something might taste like. We have our senses of smell and they're so closely tied to our sense of taste that we could probably conjure what something might taste like. So I would encourage you to play with that observation as well. So those are just a couple of examples of things that we're doing every day that deserve a little bit more attention and intention And in taking some of these everyday tasks and turning them into ceremonies and rituals, we can more readily tap into our senses of imagination and creativity, because we're looking at things in a different way and from a different perspective. And you know, when you zoom in on that fabric, I'm thinking of a particular plaid shirt that I wear quite often, it's different shades of pink, and the fabric is is created using a weave it's not just dyed with the with the plaid pattern it's actually woven so if I look up close to that I can see the different threads and the different colors and how they weave over and under each other and I might actually be inspired by that color palette or by the pattern or by the sequence of stripes enough to bring that inspiration into an art journal page or even a creative writing exercise, thinking about something something in those shades of pink, for example. In summary, I just really would love to hear from you what daily activities, what everyday tasks can you stop and observe the next time you do them? So whether it's making coffee or getting dressed or reading a bedtime story to a child or putting dinner on a plate for your family. How can you just take pause in those moments and observe them using every one of your senses, just being still in that moment to celebrate with gratitude this experience and this opportunity? I hope you enjoyed today's camp story. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you're notified of the next one. And if you're looking to nurture your own creative energy, I invite you to join me at camp my online destination for creative awakenings, mindfulness, and play. You can find out about camp and so much more on my website at joegirl.com.